Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Science, Technology and Environment Conversations. Let's welcome Dr. Gabo Ijani, who's a urologist, who is also qualified as a robotic surgeon. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Ijani. Hi, hello, Patricia. So there's great news when it comes to developments in the, the medical field. The urology hospital in Pretoria has already conducted about 500 robotically assisted surgeries. And I want you to tell us more um, about these robotic surgeries, especially for, um, you know, issues around prostate, uh, bladder and kidney. Hi, Patricia. If, if, if I get my numbers right, I think it's well over a thousand. It's, it's, it's a lot more. My goodness. Uh, so there's been more yeah. and more since the last time we checked. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's been a lot more cases that have been done. Uh, the uh, robotics uh, is just a, another form of what uh, we will generally call uh, minimum invasive surgery, where Instead of now in the golden path, we make big open wounds on on on, on somebody to, to to remove a organ or to repair something. We we just put some little holes, put the uh, uh, arm we call them arms, uh, some little sticks or telescopes, uh, and through that we, we can then perform these uh, complex surgeries uh, with great benefits and uh, it's an exciting world. It's an exciting surgery. Yeah. Well, I suppose uh, this is where technology is stepping in and the fourth industrial revolution. Uh, being a doctor does not mean that you just read those textbooks. You need to be very attuned um, to <laughs> technology nowadays. Um, uh, Dr. Ejani, can you compare for us, um, you know, the success rate of robotic surgery uh, versus the conventional surgery? Okay. The, the greatest benefit one gets from, from robotics, uh, in particular, in prostate, because that's where largely uh, the, the urology hospital is leading with a, a lot of cases. Uh, the, the first one in the rest of the African continent to have acquired a, a, robotic, a, a robotic machine to perform the surgery. Of course, there have been other areas that followed suit, but uh, the greatest benefit here is uh, the, 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 the dexterity with which the operation is done. We, we can reach... Uh, previously very difficult to reach areas. You, you, you can imagine somebody trying to put a hand in a deep, uh, narrow space like uh, the, 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 the hip bone, the, the pelvis bone, and in front of the bladder lies a, 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 a gland called the prostate, which is lodged deep on the muscle of the, 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 the pelvis wall. And you're trying to remove that with minimum damage to the surrounding tissues, nerves, blood vessels. Uh, that's how surgery has been done. Uh, with the robots, uh, we are now able to get into those deep spaces, uh, precision surgery, minimum blood loss, or almost uh, very, very minimum need to get blood transfusions. We, we all know now that uh, the, the blood services is calling more and more for people to come to donate. In the golden past, you will have to have two units of blood on standby, machines to purify your own blood, to give it back. Nowadays, we do these operations without even transfusing anybody. The length of operation in hospital is cut. Uh, patients are no longer sitting five to seven days in hospital. They leave hospital in three to four days. 
Uh, and after these surgeries, usually one has to walk around with a tube called a catheter, a urinary catheter to empty the bladder while allowing for the operation to heal and settle. The, those pipes used to stay anything from seven days to 14 days. We now remove them in about five to seven days. So it, it's revolutionized uh, how these operations are done and, and even the recovery of patients is it, quite remarkable. So it is absolutely the way to go. Uh, the limiting factor just being funders. Uh, more and more funders are coming into this space, uh, but uh, eventually with all these benefits, I think uh, it's definitely the way to go. Now, how has uh, robotic surgery impacted on you as a surgeon generally? It, it, it has made uh, our work a lot more enjoyable. Uh, I, 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 firstly, uh, obviously, w- w- to do this, you, you must have the love of it. Uh, and, and secondly, you, you, you must be willing to grow all the time. So it, it, it provided that big platform for a big boom into uh, growth at uh, the personal development on the options available to offer to our clientele. Some of them were rather very distressed and stressed by the diagnosis of a cancer, potentially life-threatening condition. Uh, and medicine has become like now kind of like a PlayStation. You, you can imagine you performing an operation playing on a little console there with little sticks and, and it's like you are sitting there doing some PSV or whichever one is the most modern one, while on the other hand performing very complex surgeries. Uh, it, 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 it is very uh, uh, interesting uh, and broaden our scope. Uh, it's fun. I'm really enjoying it personally. Is it more affordable <laughs> or are the prices oh, yeah. the same as uh, you know conventional or laparoscopic surgery? I think the problem that we all make, I would say it is really affordable. If you look at uh, the cost for, the, uh, on average, and, and I tend to be corrected, uh, but on average it will cost anything between fifteen to 30000 a day to be in intensive care unit. Now you can imagine if I've cut all that cost from you and you don't have to go into intensive care unit, you leave the hospital earlier, you don't need to get blood transfusion. So if you take the total cost of performing open surgery and what it took to get the person from out of theater, ICU, out of the hospital, and you compare that with point of care. Usually what people do, they look at only what is charged and how much is cost per procedure as opposed to the rest of the hospital stay, not just the surgery. And if you look at the entirety of that, it probably uh, eventually work out. Uh, if not on par, it probably will work a lot cheaper. Your mm-hmm. complication, shorter hospital stay, no transition, almost no need for intensive care, uh, care unit, and it's nicer for the patients and their family. You can imagine uh, if your loved ones had just had major surgery and about four or five hours down the line they can talk to you uh, about uh, the following day, they're walking around the hospital, they are much more relaxed. That stress for a lot of people is taken away. So definitely, I, I think, uh, in my opinion, it, uh, it, it's not uh, at the same level. It is a, a bit cheaper. 
Uh, Doc, before we uh, wrap up our conversation, Joe in the Val is asking a question via WhatsApp saying, Hi Patricia, what are the risk factors of robotic surgery and what can horribly go wrong? That question I think is a very necessary one. <laughs> it, is. it is very valid. You, you cannot separate uh, robotic surgery from surgery in general. So all the risk that is applicable to any surgery that has been done, be it we're removing your kidney, we're taking out your bladder, these, those operations have got their own inherent risks, which are, can be discussed in detail with the surgeons, but that includes, uh, obviously, uh, infections, uh, bleeding, uh, in worst-case scenario, other organs can get injured. If in a cancerous situation, uh, things can be stuck to other organs and you have to literally cut it from other organs, and the risk for prostate will be slightly different from the risk of the kidney. So those inherent uh, problems do not necessarily change. What the robot does, it affords us an ability to magnify and therefore be able to see what we call operating planes a lot better and therefore minimizing all those risks. It does not necessarily erase them completely. However, Mm -hmm. there are... Technology technology. The machine can get stuck and it has got inbuilt safety mechanisms for rebooting it and these robotic machines are not autonomous. So the safety mechanism is such that if I if the surgeon, the operating surgeon, was to look out of the console for a moment, the sensors uh, immediately uh, freezes the little arms of operation exactly where they were. And when you come back to start, they would not have moved an inch. So if for whatever reasons you quickly have to stop or something wants to distract the surgeon and you, you lift your eyes and you look away, the, the, the robot stops functioning. It does not execute autonomous uh, actions. And in the event where it got stuck or it needs rebooting or there is malfunctioning in the programs, then the very same little holes that you have put the robotic stick we can do what is called conventional laparoscopic surgery or even convert it to open surgery, which is still a necessary thing to do even if you're doing conventional laparoscopy. So it does not hold any other greater risk than performing any other surgery uh, at all. It actually makes surgery a lot safer. All right. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Dr. Ijani. It's been such a great pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the show and thanks to the listeners.